Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This is episode 171, and we're talking about packing and washing clothes while you travel. That's right. Well, this week we're in uh, Moi Ne, which is a small town on the beach in Vietnam, and we've been spending a lot of time inside, partly because we're trying to work, and partly because it's been bucketing down. <laughs> yeah, it sure has. It's been really raining, so... It's been quite good, actually, because, you know, when it's beautiful and sunny, we feel like we should be outside enjoying it. <laughs> but when it's raining, we've got an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you're trying to work, it's nice being stuck inside and actually getting some work done. <laughs> yeah, we have got a fair bit done, I think. I know I felt like I have. And I've been studying as well, so that's been nice. Yeah, I've been working on your Spanish. See. <laughs> cool. We also met uh, Greg from startbackpacking.com and uh, his travel partner Alex as they uh, make their way around Southeast Asia. So it was great to meet up with them and have dinner last night. Yeah. So um, I'm sure we'll be speaking to them some more and, and drinking some more drinks as the week goes on. Yeah, we discovered a place that does mojitos for 25,000 dong, which is more like less than two New Zealand dollars. And they were very good. Yeah. So I think we'll revisit that place. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, you can help the Indie Travel Podcast, well, us, basically. <laughs> you can help us keep traveling by uh, booking things through us. So if you visit IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash something or another, then you can either book flights or hotels or hostels insurance or whatever. So try going to IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash flights, forward slash hotels, forward slash hostels, and forward slash insurance. If you're going to be booking anything online, you should definitely go to those sites because we like it if you do. <laughs> yeah. We've also got daily travel deals updating at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash deals and uh, IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Amazon will take you to Amazon and give us a nice commission uh, when you're shopping online now or for your upcoming Christmas shopping. Yeah, I mean, it also helps you. If you go to these web, uh, to IndieTravelPodcast.com slash whatever, then you'll have a really useful booking engine. So it's a good place to start. Yeah, and for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about Indie Travel Podcast. For example, you could invite them to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash Indie Travel, very inventive there. Or you could leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. Or you could just flick us an email letting us know that you're listening and enjoying the show, because we really like to get emails like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge innovation. It sure is. Well, let's talk about how to wash your clothes while you're traveling and what kind of clothes you should consider packing. Yeah, I think the first thing to think about is what to take. So, as you know, we are huge believers in the pack light philosophy. So, pack light, pack light is the biggest thing to remember. So, it means you need to take fewer clothes, but this also means you're going to have to wash them. And since you're going to have to wash them, you should consider what each item weighs and what it will weigh when it's wet. Because sometimes you might be able to wash your clothes but not dry them. Yeah, that's right. And also what your what your clothes weigh really affects what you're carrying in your back i mean probably about one third of what goes in your pack if you're taking a bag like us like a 35 liter carry-on bag um all that's going to be filled with clothing so the lighter your clothing is the less strain you're putting on your back yeah a big thing to remember is to avoid very heavy things like jeans or bulky jumpers because they're hard to wash to begin with and they're even harder to dry and they also take up a lot of space. And of course, when they're wet, they're very, very heavy. So leave that behind and leave the big towel at home as well. Pack a sports towel or a travel towel. Um, it takes up a fraction of the space and dries so much quicker. Yeah, I mean, there are... I mean, when we talk about packing light, we always talk about bringing one luxury. And I know for some people, having a big, full-size, fluffy towel is 
their luxury. They nice they luxury. love it and they use it as a pillow or you know things yeah. like that. But um, yeah, for me, well, if your bag gets wet because of rain or something like that, um, it gets put under a bus and the mm. bottom of the bus gets soaked. That, that towel is going to absorb all of the liquid and it's going to make the rest of your bag really wet as well. And so. you can also get those full-size travel towels now. They're mm-hmm. really thin, but they're full-size, so you can use them as a almost as a bed sheet. Yeah. So and, you, know, you, you get to wrap yourself up in them and you get almost all the luxury of having a full-size towel, except that it doesn't weigh as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Well, if you're going somewhere cold, um, rather than think in bulk, think in layers. So I always start with um, thermal gear. I'd love to have more icebreaker stuff because that's the most comfortable and smells the least if you have to wear it for a couple of days. But um, at the moment, I've got cheap polyprop gear and um, that works out okay. And then... uh, cotton next and um, I use technical climbing and hiking trousers because they're they're windproof they do expel moisture away from the skin which is great um, if you're hiking or walking around in a relatively hot place but it's the windproofing that really helps keep you warm just to go back to um, thermal underwear again we have a lot of merino stuff merino wool which New Zealand is famous for and that's what icebreaker is made of so we actually managed to get some thermal underwear trousers from the warehouse for something like twenty dollars and they're really comfortable and you know have all the benefits of the marine of the icebreaker stuff without being quite as expensive yeah 20 instead of 160 dollars something like that yeah and I've also got a merino top as well but I think you're still in polyprops which is a bit, yeah a bit pity. yeah we definitely prefer merino to polyprop also instead of packing one thick jumper make sure you you pack layers. I mean, I've got one thermal layer and then a merino layer and then another thin layer. So it's much better to have three thin layers than one big one. We'll take up the same amount of space or even less maybe. You'll have more options in your wardrobe because you can rearrange them. And um, they'll drive a lot faster than a big jumper. Mm. Now, I'm much more used to traveling in cold countries than warm countries. So at the moment, I've got a technical mountaineering jacket, mm-hmm. which is just taking up space and it's adding about three to five kilos to my pack weight. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. It's a mountain hardware Xenon, and I wouldn't give it up for the world. It's got um, a brilliant inner layer with, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the name of the material is, but it's kind of a, a light synthetic down kind of thing, which absorbs water, but also dries pretty quickly. Um, and that's really, really warm. And then over the top of that, there's a Gore-Tex-like layer, which is hard and wind-resistant and completely water-resistant. I've walked through torrential rain and been soaked from kind of the hips down, <laughs> but being completely dry in my upper body. Um, so, yeah, it's great. And um, those kind of inner shell and outer shell jackets yeah. are also really good to consider if you are going to be traveling somewhere with moderate to cold temperatures but here in southeast asia at this time of year (laughs) it's a complete waste of time yeah yeah but it's really good to have the two layers because it means that if it's raining here you can just use the outer shell and it won't you won't be sweltering in it and if it's some if you're somewhere cold but not raining you can wear the inner shell and if you need both you can have both yeah so i've i've got that instead of a jumper i just use the inner jacket if i need warmth and if i need lots of warmth or rainproofing I, i wear the outer layer yeah, I think it really ma- uh, depends on where you're going. If you're going somewhere where it's not going to rain too much, just take a 
a shell, you know, something that you buy for $10 in the supermarket or something that you can put on over the top of your, your jumpers to keep you waterproof. But if you're going somewhere where it's going to be raining a lot, it might be worth investing in one of these Gore-Tex jackets. In a lot of places, like here, for example, getting stuff washed is really, really cheap. So if you want, you can leave your clothing to pile up and then hand it off to someone else and uh, have a return to you a couple of days later, nice and, uh, nice and clean. But in a lot of places, and I'm thinking especially of Europe here, where you can pay yeah. up to 10 or 15 euros to get your stuff washed and dried in a laundromat, that's when you're doing the work. Yeah, for sure. Um, you really can't afford to be paying that every week. I loved it when we were in Austria and we had that list of how much it cost for each <laughs> item. It was like one euro fifty per sock. Per <laughs> yeah. sock. And one of our friends accidentally didn't look at how much it cost. He thought it was just so much per load. And he put in a load and it was just, it was ludicrous. It was something like 40, 40 euros yeah. for his load of, of for washing. a couple of shirts, some undies, socks. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. that twice. And the thing is, he could have washed his undies and his socks so easily in the sink. So we thought we'd tell you about hand washing. So it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper sometimes to, to do your washing by hand. The trick is to do it regularly. Take your undies and your socks into the shower with you or wash them you know, in the sink before you brush your teeth, but make a habit of it because otherwise it will all pile up and it will be this big pile and it will be unbelievably hard and you'll never want to do it and, you know, you end up paying 40 euros. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the biggest trick. Uh, largest, large items need a bit more time and so you probably need to schedule a 20-minute slot to, to do a load. But if you can just keep your undies and your socks going, it helps a lot. Yeah, it means you, you get to pack less stuff, you know, um, three to five copies, I guess, well, three to five pairs of socks and undies um, will last you forever, depending on, you know, how hard you wear them and <laughs> how cheap they were when you first bought them and how quickly yeah. they collapse. But um, a lot of people pack, like, weeks worth, or yeah. we met one girl <laughs> who had um, 30 pairs, she wasn't travelling at the time, but she had 31 pairs of socks. So that if and she, undies. And undies. So she had one set for every day, and she never had to wash them until the end of the month, yep. which I thought was hilarious. And um, what was more hilarious was that we were couch surfing with them, and they hadn't done any washing for ages and ages. We said, oh, do you guys have a, a washing machine we can use? And they're like, yeah, we should probably do some washing too. <laughs> so we had this whole evening of washing our clothes. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a communal event. <laughs> But they, yeah, they had piles and piles and piles of clothes, which she asked me, you know, how many pairs of undies do you have? And I said, oh, I have about six or seven. And she was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Respect. <laughs> so, yeah, when you start traveling long term, you might end up downsizing this kind of thing quite significantly. Yeah, I've decided to, that's my luxury, is to have too many pairs of undies because I don't really like washing them that often. So, you know, I've got seven or eight pairs and... Mm -hmm. I just wash them when I, when I feel like it. Yeah. Now, everything else, these larger items, they do take a lot more work, especially if you're in a hot, sweaty kind of place and you've really got mm -hmm. to give them a decent wash to get the smell out. Um, but it's not too difficult, and there are several dozen ways of doing it. One way that I like that I've heard of uh, for trousers, which can be a real pain, especially if you've got big jeans on, 
Is you shouldn't. To, Leave them at home. <laughs> <laughs> is to wear your jeans into the shower and uh, you wash the outsides with soap or shower gel. And you take them off, turn them inside out, pull them back up again and wash the insides with soap or shower gel. Um, now, that's not too difficult and works for, for all trousers, no matter what material you, you're, they're made of. But drying them takes ages and um, do you want to talk a little bit about washing t-shirts and things first and then we'll come back to how to get stuff dry yeah sure so you'll probably be washing either in a hostel shower or a hostel sink and you'll need to find a sink to begin with but sometimes it's hard to find a plug so you're stuck with you know a sink but no way of filling it up with water because some hostels don't like you doing your clothes but if it's only one or two items it's not too much of a problem so first of all you need to improvise a, a plug you can improvise with blue tack or a rubber ball. I usually just stuff a sock in and then clean that really well afterwards and that, that works just fine. Um, I find it's easier to wash like items together. So I'll wash all of my undies and then all of my socks and then the t-shirts and stuff. I do the easier things first and then move on. So I um, soak them all up, you know, rub them together and then you know, rinse them off in the soapy water. Then I rinse them off in clean water, usually twice because I like them not to be too soapy. Um, yeah, Crazy already talked about trousers, but if you've got lots of socks, it can be a good idea to put one on each hand and rub them together. It helps them get clean. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed is probably because I'm a boy and I've got very smelly feet is that if I washed all of my socks together, all of my socks would end up smelling the same. So <laughs> I've got this kind of cycle where I start with something that isn't too dirty uh-huh. and I wash that first, yeah. then something moderately dirty, then socks normally. <laughs> um, and then I need to let all the water out of the sink and start the process again after I've uh, rinsed all of these off so um, so yeah so that works for me starting with something that doesn't smell kind of a bit smelly and then something that stinks and yeah. then it's time for new water I do the same except my so- socks don't smell that bad yeah yeah whatever <laughs> I have magical feet <laughs> oh one other thing if you have zip off trousers it's a lot easier to wash three pieces. So zip off the bottoms and wash them separately. And also, I mean, if you're somewhere muddy, the, the bottoms will probably be quite dirty, so they'll need extra mm-hmm. treatment. And then wash the, the shorts part. Yeah. And they're also easy to dry like that as well. Yeah. I always try and clean my zip-off stuff all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I get lazy sometimes and just want to do one or two bits of it. But do it do all, it all together. so that the colour stays constant. Yeah. in your trousers and you don't end up with fading and multicolored trousers it's just not a good because hiking trousers are not all that stylish to begin with so um yeah someone having, complimented having them multicolored is is just odd someone complimented me on my hiking trousers recently and i am so ashamed that i have to wear hiking trousers i hate it because i just think they look geeky you know the zip off bits but they're so practical and so, you know, I try to make my top half look better. And they're like, oh, I love your trousers. You know, where did you get them? They're so cool. And I was just like, shame. And then Craig came into the room and he was also wearing his off-off trousers. And they're like, oh my goodness, you guys have matching trousers. And I, I just wanted to sink into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's oh, talk about drying. Nice, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on from your, uh, your emotional journey. <laughs> well, when you're drying stuff, it, I mean, you ring stuff out right that's yeah. that's the first that's stage you start ringing things out but it's even better if you have a towel that's going to be replaced that day mm-hmm. then you lay your towel on the floor put your clothes flat in it and roll it up into a kind of clothing clothing wrap i guess <laughs> and then by 
twisting the one end of the towel around, I normally stand on one end and twist the other, it wrings out the water into the towel, so the towel absorbs all mm. of that liquid, and that gets you a lot drier a lot more quickly, yeah. and then hang them out in the open air. That's right. It's important to wring out as much water as you can before you start that process. Otherwise, the towel will just be sopping wet, and it won't actually do Help. anything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, always wring as much as you can out, and then you can actually fit quite a lot of clothes on a towel, especially if it's socks and undies. I'm surprised. But yeah, I mean, make sure that if you're going to do this, for example, if you're staying in a hotel, use the towel that you've already used for your shower. Don't use a clean towel because, you know, ecological reasons and all that. Yeah. Magical ecological yeah, reasons. Yeah, it's environmentally friendly to reuse towels. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, other ways to dry it. Well, hang your clothes up outside if at all possible, or at least in a sunny place, um, somewhere where sun's coming in. If that's not possible, for example, if it's pelting down with rain and hang them wherever you can hang them wherever you can i mean if you're in a hostel over the edge of your bunk or if you've got a private bathroom and the bathroom is a good place mm-hmm. um some hotels have kind of clotheslines across the bath which is very very useful yeah now we used to carry one of these elasticated clotheslines around with us and it did prove really really handy from yeah. time to time yeah for sure. uh, we didn't set them up in hostels so often because we'd end up rotting people as they <laughs> walked through the door um, late at night. Sometimes you could hook it up, like if there were bunk beds set up against the wall, but there was a space between them. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of against the wall. That worked yeah. quite well. So yeah, do if you are using something like that, be aware of other people. But yeah. um, We when, found it really useful. We did, but we went through two of them because the elastic gives out over time. The elastic time. gives out, and we bought a new one, and then we lost the new one, and we just had the old one. Ah, is that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. We oh, should well. have lost the, the old one. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, and so we haven't replaced it, and we've been living quite happily without one for about two years. So, um, <laughs> But it did come in handy. They're handy, but... Certainly not essential. If you are going to buy one, make sure you get one that's um, two pieces of elastic twisted together. And they've usually got hooks on each end. Don't get the ones that have got suction caps because the suction caps don't usually work. Um, And it means that you don't need to carry clothes pegs because you just kind of um, push the clothes in between the the two pieces of elastic. Mm -hmm. It's very useful. Yeah. Now, one other thing before we move on, talking about washing in hostels, which we've kind of been doing so far, is um, remember to clean up after yourself, especially if you're using a shared bathroom. Please, please, please mop up any water, wipe around the sink. Just clean the place up and leave it as you'd like to find it because I've wandered into bathrooms before when someone's obviously been either washing clothes or trying to take a bath in the sink. I'm not (laughs) sure which. But um, there's just water all over the place and it's pretty filthy. So, yeah, leave it nice for others. Another thing you can do for drying is to hang your clothes next to heaters. Um, (laughs) Next to, not on. Next to, yeah. I mean, some heaters are okay to put clothes on and some, some of our friends have nifty little devices that they hang over the top of the heaters, which means that you can put your clothes... It's like a little clothesline for the heater. Yeah, like really a cool. uh, wire like kind a wire of thing. setup. But, well, it's not something I'd ever bother carrying around no, no, a few not, times. But if, you, if you set up a chair next to the heater, for example, just yeah. keep an eye on things and make sure you don't Set put, them on fire like yeah, Linda has done in a certain hostel in Dunedin. <laughs> not burning down your host's uh, rooms. Good thing. Good thing. Yeah, never put your clothes on a heater that has an open flame. Yes. 
Right, well, uh, we've mainly been focusing on hosteling so far, but as you know, we're big proponents of couch surfing, and one of the myriad advantages is if you're staying somewhere for a few days, you'll probably be able to use your host's washing machine. Yeah, because they have to wash their clothes, right? So if they don't have a washing machine, they'll at least be able to tell you how they wash their clothes, and they might be able to help you do it, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had some interesting experience with washing clothes at people's houses, and it's, uh, it's really fun. <laughs> Can be an adventure trying to work out how to use different washing machines or going to find the washing machine that's shared by the, everyone in the apartment block and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, that's good fun. Well, shall we begin to wrap this up? Are we going to talk about laundromats? Oh, go on. So if you're not couch surfing, you're probably staying in a hostel, and... If you're not washing by hand, then you can have a look around and see if the hostel has a washing machine. And in fact, if you have a big load of things, then it might be worth checking in their profile on Hostel Bookers or Hostel World or whatever you're booking through um, if they have laundry facilities. You'll have to pay for it. Um, you'll need coins or you might need to buy tokens or something like that. And it really depends on what they have available, whether you'll need to buy washing powder or if they'll just have it available for free. And it's pretty similar for laundromats as well. Um, Although I definitely wouldn't rely on them because we have had a lot of experience with wandering around towns looking for a laundromat and not being able to find it. I remember we had to admit defeat in Linz. Mm. And then in La Paz, we, I think we, five of us wandered around for an hour before we found somewhere where we could get our clothes washed. <laughs> yeah. And laundromats will vary in, um, in facilities. Sometimes you have to wash it yourself. Sometimes you just dump your clothes and come back the next day and it'll all be nicely folded and ironed. Even your underwear, that's a bit weird. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Now, we've also um, seen hostels which have free laundry facilities, and that has kind of influenced our decision <laughs> from time to time. Um, I remember when we were up in, I think it was Brashov, it was the Kismet Dow Hostel, I remember the name of it, in uh, Romania, uh-huh. and they had um, a, a free wash when you booked in, so... We got a free beer every night, and all of our clothes got washed overnight as well. That's so right. That was awesome. That was, um, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Now, the only hostel in Romania that claimed to have 24-7 running, water is, uh, running hot water as well. Yeah, running was, hot water. <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty fantastic. But uh, we'd better wrap this show up, because I'm sure you're all bored with uh, the practicalities of life on the road. But it's well, something that's... Fascinating. Something that's so important, and we do... Like, we started the Indie Travel Podcast to fill in the gaps where traditional guidebooks were failing us, and this is one area which is just not really discussed. Yeah, we've learned a lot about how to wash your clothes on the road. Remember, it doesn't have to be an ordeal. Just wash small items regularly and keep an eye out for your next washing machine. Well, I just want to mention we've had some great feedback from listeners who really, really enjoyed our interview with Benny recently, talking about learning languages and um, several people emailed in and said they bought his book and were really happy with it. We were also really happy with it. Yeah, it's an awesome book. Um, so you can find out more about that and see Benny speaking eight languages at once. Not at, at once, one after the other. Uh, consecutively then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash fluent. And uh, if you do buy his book through that link, then we get a commission, which we enjoy. Don't forget you can also help us out by booking through our site or shopping online. And let your friends know about us too, um, so we can help motivate them to travel. You can point them towards IndieTravelPodcast.com, IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash iTunes, or Facebook.com forward slash IndieTravel. There'll be a new photo competition announced soon, so keep an eye on the Facebook page or subscribe to our email newsletter. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well. <laughs>